Welcome to the ninth issue of Comictating, the comics critical arm of the Nerdables family of podcasts. It is sponsored by Earth 2 Comics. Let the nerds take over! Us? Huh? Sebastian and I are back with you again this week. Uh, there are five new Rebirth slash number one comics this week, and there's a couple others. A new Action Comics and Detective are released this week as well. Flash, uh, I think Green Lanterns. Uh, yep. But we're going to concentrate on the new books. There are five number ones are Rebirth specials. There's the Batgirl number one, Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps number one, Nightwing number one, Red Hood and the Outlaws Rebirth special, and Titans number one. So we have uh, Red Hood and the Outlaws is the one shot before the main series. Yeah. So we're going to start with, uh, we're just going to do it alphabetical order, and we're going to start with Batgirl. Batgirl is written by uh, Hope, Hope Larson, Larson. With and art by Raphael Albuquerque. Yes, who just recently finished up the uh, Huck, Huck book for uh, Mark Miller World. Yes, yes. Which was very good. So we have Batgirl. Her, her time in Burnside is over as we've left the end of the New 52. She's turned her uh, Batcore, Qcore... What was the name of it? It's Gordon Industries, Gordon, Gordon Clean, yeah. something like yeah, that. Yeah, Gordon Clean Industries. I yeah. believe is what it is. She has a she has a clean energy company now. Yeah, Gordon Clean Energy. Yeah. So she's uh she's left that to the people that she trusts there, and she is traveling the world, and she has started here in Japan. Um, we open with a uh, kind of a a a, a, uh, a scene of an assault. Yes. Where a character who looks a lot like the Huck character from a few weeks ago uh, is attacked by a, a, a Japanese schoolgirl assassin person, and Batgirl is there in Okinawa to stop him, her. And then we go back 24 hours, and we see that Barbara has arrived. Uh, she's trying to get away from all the things that have kind of happened in Burnside. Her time in Burnside was uh, was very trying. Uh, although she started a company, she had her identity corrupted, corrupted, whatever you want to call it. Right. Um, this thing feels uh, again a bit like the older Batgirl that yeah. differentiates from the Cameron Stewart that kind of de-aged her. Yeah, there's a little bit in there that's still got that kind of uh, passing her off as a mid twenty year old, if that. Um, but you know, trying to kind of get back to the way uh, Barbara had been portrayed, even early in the New Fifty Two. So she's there on her her backpacking trip. Getting away from, as she says, her ex, her tech empire, and most of the people who want to kill her. She stays at a hostel and runs into someone that she knows by coincidence um, that she hasn't seen in a long time. She's there to visit the Batgirl of Japan, in a way, um, a woman called uh, Fruit Bat. And she was a hero in the 1930s and 40s. And she unmasked herself in the 80s, and she still lives, she's still alive at 104 and lives in the area. So Barbara's there to interview her, kind of wants to tell her story and preserve it in a way. And then we kind of get into the backstory between her and, and this other character. They eat octopus, which is gross. Yeah. And uh, they, when they go to interview the woman, and it, it takes place during a parade, this is when her, her friend Kai is attacked, and we kind of go from there i don't really want to spoil much more than that um and this is uh what was interesting about this is the slow reintroduction of the concept to heroes from the golden age yes. or at least heroes even though this is essentially a new character heroes that have existed in the dc universe 
since at least World War One, World War Two, and now we're just you know, that. I think we're easing people in because we know JSA is coming back. Yeah, is one of the big things they've talked about, which well, part has me of, really excited. A part of that legacy mandate that's come out, um, not only with characters that we know and love, but reestablishing the idea that the, the the superheroism of the DC universe didn't start five years ago. Right. You know, it started uh, well before that. Um, here, in this case, we have a character, like you said, a uh, World War II era. So, um, Raphael Albuquerque is a uh, is a pretty well known artist. Like I said, he did Huck. He's also done American Vampire. Didn't he do one of the new Fifty Two books for a little while too? I don't know. I'm thinking of Raphael Sandoval. I think I think you're thinking of Sandoval. Sandoval. Um, he did uh, covers for the new Fifty Two. He stuff. did do number f- covers for the new Fifty Two. So, uh, I was a big American Vampire fan, and this is you know it's a different different feel to it because of the color palette is it's much different, but it's still got that. It's got a nice sense of action and pacing. Uh, the backgrounds look great, especially when she's walking the streets in Japan. The action scenes, the backgrounds kind of blur, and you really focused on it itself. There's great movement in it. Uh, yes, the character, the the assassin that's there who attacks Kai, is uh, is is a very moving character. They uh, good use of speed lines. Good use of speed lines. Good use of uh, you know some of those cool effects as as um, Barbara has a. a what is it? She has an eidetic memory. Yeah, so she's she's kind of going over these different moves in her head, and they present it in a, in a fun way um, that the really very Hawkeye yeah. or uh, Daredevil. David, David well, David Aha's uh, Hawkeye did a lot of that type of that stuff. Very flat so. art style, yeah. and, and even with uh, Daredevil, with him going back in his head and the way he sees his yeah. radar vision. And... So uh, um, I hadn't read anything by Hope Larson before. I enjoyed this. I thought the, the dialogue worked well. Um, I'm, I've never been – I, I like Barbara being a little older. Here she's still got a little bit of that, that yeah. youngsterism to him, but it's it's not prominent. Um, you know, it's just kind of there, uh, I think, to kind of continue that, that throw line. But, you know, she's uh, – she's, she's, the dialogue is strong. I thought that the, backer, the banter back and forth between her and her old friend here, Kai, was, was good. Um, there's definitely something going on as this her friend Kai is attacked. Is attacked, and, and we're not sure why. Yeah, we're, she's looking for for some unknown item. Yeah, or assassin. And she gets a, she kind of gets a a, a, a a mystery presented to her, and we follow. You know, that's what the story's going to be about as we follow her through this. So good start again, a good establishment. Uh, Batgirl herself did not receive a rebirth special, but she was in Batgirl and the Birds of Prey. Yes, so which was the rebirth bit, special. Yeah, we get a little bit of. Um, kind of where she's at in terms of the status right. quo but and they covered her origin again in that book yeah so i i feel like the decision was just to not cover the same ground twice yeah which is great um you're you're kind of thrown in with what this new batgirl is and, and going from there it's a bat heavy week we've got batgirl we got nightwing we got red hood right um in addition to the detective comic that came out as well uh but then again dc's a batman family heavy company uh but this is definitely just her and it's kind of exciting to just have her be on her own if you know we're getting a birds of prey book that will have her working with a team so um so yeah batgirl just like everything else pretty much for the most part gets a gets a hearty thumbs up i think from the both of us yep so we move on to hal jordan and the green lanterns core um this received a reverse special last week week before week before a week that a week last week or the week before last that? week or the week before uh robert vendetti does the the writing for this and rafa Sandoval. speaking of the name that i was thinking of but not who I was thinking of. Who was the one who did action when it started? I can't remember who it was. Uh, yeah, I'm. 
Rags and Morales. Rags Morales. Rags Morales, who who started it and he did like three issues and then you know wasn't able to do the fourth and then jumped in or whatever. Uh, so Rafael Sandoval does the art here. Um, Beautiful art this issue. This is this is my surprise because the the Reaper special kind of left me a little cold. Right. It was very in terms strange. of the story. Yeah. Because yeah, we kind of didn't know where Sinestro was coming from. Right. He sort of just threw you in, and yeah. if you had not been reading Green Lantern um, for the last couple months, with, but um, with uh, Vendetti's run, it would yeah. it would have or been Sinestro Corps, the Sinestro Corps, or Sinestro Corps, the Sinestro yeah. book itself. I think is where a lot of this was coming in between him and his daughter, kind of becoming. The new version of the Green Lantern Corps, right? From they what take we, over we understand. the uh, the protection, the protection of the universe, slash, yeah, fear. enforcement. Um, the the Reaper special was a little confusing. We both, I think, really liked it because of the art, which was done by Ethan Van Siver, who, of course, worked with um, Johns on the original Green Lantern Rebirth when How was reintroduced. But yeah, the story left us a little confusing. We get into Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps number one. This felt like the Rebirth issue to me. In a way, it did. It very much um, felt like this should have been number one. Yeah, we have uh, we have a quick action scene with Hal as he is searching for the Green Lantern Corps. Uh, you know, I'm looking for my friends, the Green Lantern Corps, and then we get to Sinestro. We're given through the dialogue why he's looking older, what have you. Yes. He's paid a price for the Sinestro Corps to be uh, to be this new protect. Yeah, his um, his daughter has kind of you know through through her efforts they've become accepted they've become um less sort of tyrannical yeah and it's more of like the 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 the, the villain you know sort of thing uh is better than the villain you don't and they're kind of accepted as this sort of group the green lantern corps is gone we don't know where the green lantern corps is again both sebastian and i were not following the green lantern family of books in the new 52 so there could be answers there that we're not sure of um but as established in this universe, they're gone. The Green Lantern Corps is gone. Sinestro Corps has kind of filled in those places. And we see Sinestro with Parallax, which is the... Essentially the, the power source. The power source for... for The yellow energy. Yeah. And, and he decides to finally recharge after after having, you know, months or years gone by. Yeah. And he becomes a young, buff, virile we get we get again. we get him back yeah and um he becomes the sinestro you know although with a slightly different hairdo yes <laughs> um as hal is engaged with these kind of pirates or what have you uh, villains alien villains he feels this you know recharge this this power you know yeah. the, the the alderaan being destroyed sort of thing um and then it jumps back it jumps back to um uh, Lissa, who is kind of Sinestro's right-hand woman, really, she's sort of that embodiment of everything the, the Green Lantern Corps would stand for. And Sinestro's daughter, uh, Sorenik, who has kind of taken over. She is the de facto leader of the Sinestro Corps and has led this charge. Right, and she herself is a former Green Lantern. She's a former Green Lantern. Um, and we get our Sinestro back. Yep. Um as he kind of very takes Vince, the core very Vincent and, Price Sinestro. Yes, very much so, but very cool. Sinestro's yeah, very I, I dug character. it. I dug it. He's got a little. There's bit There's a little of, Mark Strong in there. A little too. bit of Mark Strong in there. A little bit of, uh, especially that, that first should, scene. That, that's who should play him in a movie. I, you know what? If they, that's if they a ever great did idea. a Green Lantern movie, because we're gonna pretend the first one doesn't exist. Mark Strong is a very good he choice. Would, he for would be great. I loved him in John Carter. Loved him in that thing that he did. Um. So we kind of have this, you know, the Sinestro Corps is going after Hal. 
House we have that, yeah, we up. have a great moment where Hal is fighting one of the Sinister Corps members, and he's like, wait, Hal Jordan? Mm-hmm. You're back? What? You have Green Lantern powers? Yeah, and again, we don't want to give away the ending of the book, but, but it keeps going. But yeah, this is, I was surprised by how much I enjoyed this. I felt I, I could follow it easier. Um, the art is gorgeous. Beautiful artwork. Really good, strong, solid comic book art. Um, Sinestro looks fantastic. The Sinestro core, you know, made up of of a hundred different species of aliens. They look great. I love some of the design work for characters that we've never seen before. Right. We've got uh, the guy. In fact, the guy who's like Hal Jordan. Oh my gosh, you're alive. Yeah. Kinda reminds me of Bi Beast. Yes. But he's a Tri Beast. Tri Beast. He has three faces. Yes. yes. Instead of two, they're going one more face extra. He's man e faces. So, um, this was kind of my surprise of the week. I. I Especially after the first issue, which was after, yeah, after the rebirth issue, I was kind of like, eh, yeah, which was I'm oh, kind of worried. Was, I mean, it was enjoyable. It wasn't a, yeah, it wasn't terrible bad, by but, any means. But, but this would definitely felt like this should have been the rebirth special. Yeah, it felt like it really cleared up a lot of stuff that that should never should have been confusing in the first place. So that uh, again, that that if you have any interest in Green Lantern Sinestro, um, I think this is a, I think this is a good place to start. Great place to start. Getting back into the back quarter of the universe, we have Nightwing number one. We had the Reverse special last week. I think so. Last week? Week before, probably. Somewhere in there. They all blend together. They, yeah, especially point. when you're nine weeks in. Yeah, it's just it's just a little while ago. What's important is the Nightwing special, the Reverse special, and Nightwing number one are very close together. And I wanted to make a point when we get to Titans at the end of this, the Titans number one and the Titans Reverse special are really far apart Yes. versus the other one. So it was kind of interesting. I'm reading it going, wait. Where were we? Um, here we have the Nightwing special reestablishes that Dick Grayson has. Uh, he's not dead. Uh, yep. He's given up his time with Spiral. He's, he's done with that. But he has become a part of the Parliament of Owls, the international offshoot of the Court of Owls that is in Gotham. Um, and they're trying to be do-gooders in, in a weird way, this bizarre offshoot. Yeah, they're, they're, but through nefarious means, I mean, right. they're, they're basically using assassination and intimidation. The ends justify the means yes. end um, of the Court of Owls. Although trying to do good, so you go like, well, they're trying. Well, it's kind of the, 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 he really trades in Spiral for the Parliament of Owls kind of doing the same thing. You may not agree with the means, but they sort of feel like the ending is uh, going to be justified by it. But uh, it's an international story. It's very, uh, very interesting opening in terms of a supernatural type case. We have two characters digging through a graveyard. Yeah, looking for the, the basically the coins of the person who collects uh, money at the yeah, River Styx. The boatman of the River Styx. I thought it's a very supernatural open for a Nightwing book that right. you know really doesn't deal with that kind of thing. Exactly. It was it it felt it was good, but it felt a little out of place. Then as the story builds, we'll come back to that, but it is something that is there only for a few pages and doesn't come back in the issue. So I'm really intrigued by what's going on. Yeah. Cause the end of it, um, the character that, uh, kind of interacts with these two villains comes back later. Yeah, he comes back. Yeah. But not the, not this mystical aspect, which was really interesting. Yeah. We move to an assassination attempt by, but- by, uh, Cobra. By, by DC's Cobra, the, with a K. Not the not the Hydra Cobra. The Hydra slash Cobra invented by Larry Hama to give G.I. Joe a bad guy. Because they didn't have one when they started. Um, takes place, of course, in a circus. Uh, or a, a performance, a trapeze performance. So Nightwing is at his element. I do love the story title. Uh, is better than Batman. Yes. Which I thought was really fascinating. So we get Batman... Batman, sorry, <laughs> he's better than Batman. 
Uh, Nightwing stops this this assassination attempt. Uh, lets the target of the assassination know is that the Parliament of Owls is watching them. Goes back to see whatever leader is here, and the leader is you know you're disappointed that you're not towing the line, doing what we tell you to do because you're going to kill people for us. And he's obviously not going to do yeah, that. Yeah, he's like, no, no, I don't feel yeah. like doing this. He goes back and he has a, a moment with um, a moment with Batman and Damien. Uh, again, I don't want to get too into it because I really liked this interaction. They really established where Dick and Bruce are. Yeah, their 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 new relationship. Yeah, um, they're new old in a way. Uh, they've gotten to this point before, but every few years a writer just wants to forget that and they put him right. at odds again. Uh, we have an interaction with Barbara Gordon, who is, of course, very important to Dick Grayson. And uh, Dick sets off to do, uh, to really find out what's going on. Uh, he's sent to Moscow to be uh, a partner to one of the characters that was already there. Right. They said that the, we get to see the person from the beginning of the book make the return. He's like, yeah. hey, I'm your new partner, buddy. You're not doing the right job. Yeah. Um, then they kung fu fight. Then they kung fu fighting. Uh, Tim Seeley doing the, the the writing again. He has a lot of experience with with uh, Dick Grayson slash Nightwing, uh, and uh, Javier Fernandez doing the art. I know I've seen him somewhere before, but I could not tell you offhand uh, where it would be. But again, a good book. I really like the Batman Dick moments. I, I do enjoy Dick Grayson as a character. I guess in a way, the Parliament part kind of has me concerned because it is so much like Spiral. It is in it's, a way. It feels like they like like. It feels but they like, do address it in the book when he meets with Barbara because she basically she all but says you just traded Spiral for right. You know, and I, I feel you know, like another another undercover job with another kind of secret organization. Right, you just came back. You've got to go off and do it again. Why don't you just want to be Dick Grayson? And I feel like in a way they're almost setting up for something that's going to be way farther down the line when he comes back to Gotham at some point when he's able to uh, rest himself from the. The, the, the machinations and clutches of this Parliament of Owls. Right. Uh, for a guy who wants to get out from behind Batman's shadow and is then suddenly working for evil organization number one, and then he quits, and then evil organization number two. He can't yeah. seem to find his way out of being somebody's partner or lackey. Yeah. Um, But not terrible. Uh, not terrible at all, no. Again, I really like this cover. I thought the cover was really The cover nice was too. really, really fun. It had a very classic movie poster sort of feel to it. Yeah. Better than the Avengers poster. Yeah. Um, but yeah, again, solid issue. Solid, solid piece. Another addition to the Bat family. Yeah, really. It, the Tim Seeley knows what he's doing with Nightwing, and I think he's found a good voice for Nightwing. Uh, it's a slightly different voice than I think a lot of people will be used to, especially yeah, after the not, previous run. It's not as jovial um, to a right. certain degree. It's still kind of got that. I kind of miss that. Almost the, the Spider-Man aspect of him in a certain way. Right, where he's a guy um, who's kind of fun-loving, and they do a little bit of that. Yeah. He gets a, one. Of, he has a gift for Barbara Gordon that he wants to give her. Yeah, his, his interaction with Barbara has that, too. Oh, that's the wrong book. Um, so, so I think they have a lot of fun with him, like, yeah. hey, when I get back, I got a gift I want to give you. Yes, he does. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll stay in the Bat family for the next book. This is the, our, our Lone Rebirth special of the week and it's red hood of the outlaws this is a jason todd concentrated book as we go through jason todd's history again i think my favorite i think my favorite book this week actually i like they they pulled back a lot of the like hyper extreme super cool uh 
Red Hood stuff that they were doing for the New 52 where he was like edgelord and trying to be like, oh, this book is edgy. It's hip. Edgelord. And uh, no, I really like it. They go do a great yeah. recap of Jason Todd's history. They they leave in things like his death. They briefly touch on his spoiler resurrection. Alert. Yes, he died. A spo- uh, 30 year 30 year spoiler alert. Killed by a phone call. Killed by, yes, killed by a phone call. This is before the internet when polls, you know, <laughs> company polls had to be done by a telephone and not go on the internet and vote to murder Jason Todd. Right. And uh, they still picked the option I think that was inevitable. I th- I don't think I think for as much as pe- you know as much as things change the more they stay the same. I feel like if that option was granted today, mm-hmm. people would still do that just to see what happens. It would be interesting. Um, yeah. So so in a way Excuse me. Jason kind of fills in that Dick Grayson role in terms of the book Grayson, where he uh, he feels like he can do more by living up to his persona of someone who's kind of crossed the line and gone over the edge and isn't right. really a partner with Batman. Right, and we've got basically the the crux of the issue is a a murder attempt on the mayor's life, and that is when but not all what it seems. Not yes, not all what it seems. There's a great moment in a bar. With one of uh, the black masks, gimp-faced, uh, yeah. gimp-masked hooligans trying to recruit him like, hey, we saw what you did on TV. We like your style, buddy. How many of Batman's villains are gimp-masked? Too many. Too many. Too many. Uh, let's talk about the art. Uh, the art's done... Scott Lobdell's the writer. The art's done by Dexter Stoy. And the, the cover has very little to do with the actual to do issue. With uh, you get I to noticed see... That. Yeah, he's got two guns that he's he's firing into the screen, and he has and then... scopes on pistols, by the way, which is very very strange. There are some pistols that have scopes. They on do, them. they do. It reminds and me. And sometimes of... it just looks cool, man. It just looks cool, but uh, kind of reminds me of the pistol from uh, from Terminator mm. with the giant laser sight, <laughs> that, or the giant laser that it, back in the eighties you needed yes. a lot of power for a laser sight. Yes, and... yes. But yeah, there's Bizarro and uh, Artemis. Artemis from Wonder Woman, and it makes I feel like. That's just weird. I don't. I was I, like, are these are these the outlaws that will be in the book at some point? I was like, I don't even know. Right. I was looking at this like, are they even in this issue? I got through the whole issue like, oh man, you teased me with Bizarro, and he's not even in this book. Thanks, guys. Or is he? Or is he? Or will he be? Me it's, am in book. Especially because we need the outlaws, and I've got the feeling that at least Artemis feels like a good fit. Oh, definitely. Uh, and I'm surprised if they were going to do that. No, Batzaro. From, uh, oh, yeah. from Jeff Loeb's run, Loeb's World's Loeb. Worst Detective. See, but that would mean he's the best. Bizarro's always bugged me because if it is backward, if it's if it's opposite, when he says me, not Bizarro, the opposite of I is not me. It should be you, not Bizarro. Right. Like if I if I'm Bizarro and I'm talking to you, I should say Sebastian, you, not Bizarro. Although he also does say me am Superman on occasion yes because he's not superman which makes more sense yes but even then the eye should not be if all of it is flipped like you're choosing different ways to to to, to flip it it's kind of like the word smurf like you could use it in some places but you couldn't as an adjective smurf this smurf that there was a on the driving out driving down to san diego there was a a a company called smurf it it was like a shipping company or something and their whole truck is blue and i'm like that's go for it man sure just, just go for it although i feel like because bizarro <laughs> is the opposite of superman he should be really weak and frail yeah I mean, he's gonna be the opposite he should be you know you just touch him and he falls over 
Uh, Dexter Soy doing doing the art. Um, really, really good. Uh, really, really good art. I liked it a lot. Yeah. He had a I great was, colorist was, on this issue. Yes. I've had my issues with Dexter Soy before. He did a run on Captain Marvel. Yes, uh, yes. Carol Danvers book. I did not enjoy. I thought it his was his art is very refined not, in this, and I yes, am, I and, wonder. And if I think it works gotta, also with the dark kind of the dark palette, the yes. grays. And, I'm wondering if maybe the inker was able to clean up a lot of his art style, but it's, or the inker he had was too heavy. One or the other. Yes, um, but yeah, very clean. Very. Uh, it, it's the lines are Jay Lee esque in terms of how thin they are, how kind of stylized they are. The edges are are, are pretty hard. You know, looking at a page of, uh, of Red Hood punching somebody in the face and his abs are hard you know he's got speed lines going through right the the, the way the panel so, yeah, structure this was much, is and this the layout much is better. very and nice the, the soft moments as you go through uh when when um jason is first found by by batman i thought were done really well so i liked it yeah, it the was, art uh, was the art was beautiful the art yeah the art the art was 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 much better than than i was it, again not being someone who did not have a great experience the first time he saw Dexter, Dexter Soy, uh, Dexter Soy's work, this was much better. So my apologies to Mr. Soy, and I'm glad that this looks a lot better. Um, let's get back to Dick Grayson, and we'll go with Titans number one. Now our Titans Rebirth special was like a month ago, right, or more. So this is kind of a it's one of the first been, books. Yeah, actually. it's been a little bit re- removed from it. Um, the, the the most comical of the books this month easily. Uh, the the Titan story is kind of continuing what we saw in DC Universe Rebirth, in which um, uh, Batman through with Wally West and uh, Green Lantern apparently uh, right. <laughs> finds uh, you know finds out that there's some grand conspiracy. The the three jokers run by yeah. We've got the three jokers and the Watchman button and, and the Watchman button to divert, especially because the story is going to kind of continue in Titans and presumably some of the Flash stuff at uh, the DC Rebirth secrets panels. The secrets of Rebirth panel. Uh, there were no secrets, by the way, in that secrets. panel. They never give you it. Secrets. But there was a in the Q and A. There was an adorable uh, child, probably like ten years old, who was probably you know he's clearly the comic book fan. And he the comic book fan we deserve the comic book fan we deserve. So he goes up there and he asks, "Okay, so you're doing the story you mentioned in in DC Rebirth that you know there's the three Jokers and they find the Watchman button and it's it's Hal and Batman and are you going to continue the story with the space you know essentially the space cop and Batman figuring out the three Jokers and this Watchman thing and essentially the the answer is no." And it's, it, Dan Didio goes like, well, you're going to see a certain world's greatest detective and a certain greatest police scientist solving the mystery of the Watchman button and the three Jokers. And the, in the middle of Dan Didio searching for a decent answer for the kid, he goes, but... And the whole room bursts out laughing. And he basically goes like, but Batman went to Hal Jordan, not the Flash about all this. <laughs> No, you're wrong, Kate. I, do, I, I got it. No, 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 it's okay. It's yeah, okay. and then Jim Lee just turns to Dan and he's like, he does have a point. He's right. He's right about this. And Dan and he's like, I'll go get the writers to work together. It's okay. To we'll figure it out. We'll figure Don't worry. it out. We'll get it. Kid, you get a no prize. It's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. And, of course, we have Wally West in this issue continuing the thread. Continuing what, the thread, yes. Of what happened to him. And now I really do want to see where Hal Jordan and Batman do some, Hal some police Hal work. Hal Jordan's busy. Hal Jordan, Hal Jordan, space busy. Space busy. 
uh, yeah, we get kind of a recap of what we got in the Rebirth special in which um, Hal and Barry find each other. You know, Barry's the one who pulls him out of the, this, this mystical time stream outside of space and pulls time. Pulls out of the time tunnel. Speed force. Uh, and then we find out if we want to find Barry Allen's adventures, we have to go check out The Flash. Our little, our little note here from right. the editors. I miss those. Okay. Used to get those C were... issue, whatever. They never do that anymore. Yeah, they rarely um, do them. I do enjoy them. But to continue from the Rebirth special, as we get into, uh, Wally has found the Titans. He has activated their minds. Um, they're they starting remember to remember past. things. Yeah. And uh, he, he goes with Omen. Uh, he has Omen kind of look into his head to try and see if he can pull out other pieces that maybe the rest of these Titans characters don't remember. And the only thing that she can get is Linda Park. Right. Um, and it turns into a kind of, as you said, almost like a sitcomish, you know, ooh, he's this, in yeah, love. This, this, this book needs a, this book needs a bad nineties, yeah. uh, bad nineties, uh, laugh track or a, just pull one from yeah. the big bang theory. And then we get to find out what Linda Park is doing. She's working for a, a like website news service. Right. Um, they bring her story back. Yeah, they bring her story back in, and in the they, fact that she is connected to Wally. Yeah, they reintroduce stuff. The only thing that so far hasn't really been mentioned is I'm still waiting on word about Wally's kids, because that feels like Shh. right. I that's feel, part of the secrets. Oh yeah, I, I you know we what? couldn't talk about it in the panel I feel because like it's a secret. That's what we're gonna do. bring. I feel like that was a question I should have asked. Like, are we gonna get back to Wally's kids? Because that feels like yeah. But once once you have a very a tragic a question, you're just like yeah, eh, a very it. tragic thread if they never mention them again. And I kind of felt that in that you know in Omen's search through Wally's head that that would be the missing piece. Maybe, maybe. And I'm hoping that they do cover that because yeah. I feel like. Like, they were such fun characters in Jeff Johns' run and Mark Wade's run. And then to bring him back and to have him remember his past. And then, like, but you had children with Linda. And to just ignore them. secret children. Like, like the, that just the, makes me so sad. The like, Scarlet Witch had that made her go nuts when right. she realized they weren't real. Uh, Dan Abnett does the writing. Um, solid writing, as always. Brett Booth is the penciler. Um, I like Brett Booth's stuff. I've been following Brett since, you know, all the way back in the Wildstorm days when he did Backlash. Oh my uh, gosh! Oh yeah, no, I know my, I know my stuff. I have to say, Arsenal, the the backwards hat and the huge glasses. He's got like Cyclops visors on. Not a fan of that look. Yeah, no, it's a uh, it's an interesting look. It was something that they did for the first Red Hood and the Outlaws for the New Fifty Two, and they've kept that look for him. Yeah, and well, I think his hat being backwards has gone way back too. But it's like, okay, I feel like we've, I feel like he's one of the few characters that we've taken. Like, I really want classic speedy like his yeah. attitude to come back a little bit yeah he's got I, his arm back so that helps yes i feel like there's more like oh, visual more attitude story. to the character but not enough <laughs> yeah not enough actual personality he's got attitude. some pieces with donna which is great yeah uh, donna um, troy's outfit in this book is really really good i like yeah. that armored look yeah i like her crazy hair too it's yeah but fun. this is a very like the Teen Titans, the Titans are a family, and this feels yeah. like getting back to family. And then we get to, I mean, as, we, as we're going through it, um, you, get, you get some really nice moments we get to with our the Teen story. Titans. And then we get to our story in, in the villain that we find. And I'm actually not going to ruin the villain. I'm not no. even going to tell you where it's it a, starts. It's a But there is a great villain? moment. Yeah, there's a, there's, there's a family that this villain uh, is, is kind of... Uh, Shanghai? Kind of, yeah, sh and there's just a brilliant shot. Again, I don't want to say it, but I had to mention it. It's just... It's one of those things that I said, if I'm reading probably any other book, I'd go, that's stupid. But for some reason... In the, the Teen Titans. In the Teen Titans or the book, Titans. and the way that they have... Yeah, the Titans book, that has this kind of sense of fun and 
not taking itself as super seriously, even though it's continuing the, the most serious thread of the entire rebirth and the fact that the New 52 is a villainous plot um, concocted by someone concocted by someone at, at Warner Brothers. Um, and we don't even and even for the purposes of this book, we still don't know if if this is just a red herring. Yes. Um, but there's that, that moment that's in it that should take me out of it. it instead, it, it made me chuckle. It made me laugh. I pointed out to you right away when you were reading it. I'm like, hey, check this out. This is cool. Um, I like Brett Booth's art in this. I, I think it's really good. He did Flash for a while, so he's kind of in. You know, he knows how to do speedsters and, and, and the type. Um, this was weird. <laughs> oh, yeah. We just got to an ad for the Flintstones. Flintstones. The, the Hanna-Barbera uh, re, reimagining Rebirth has been very interesting. It's been fascinating. I can't... Future I, Quest is amazing. I Future love Quest that book. is, for me, the best of the bunch. Oh, Future Quest is so good because Flintstones? Flintstones was very bizarre. different. Very, I, feel, very well, different. I feel like while the original Flintstones is very a, a tongue-in-cheek version of, like, yeah. Honeymooners, they get to have fun with sort exactly of what it is. sitcom tropes in cartoon form... This doesn't have any of that, and it's no. <laughs> it's a little too serious about that's the what, Flintstones. And that's the thing that I kind of liked about it. I was like, oh my goodness, this is like... It's not a joke. Super weird, yeah. The, the Flintstones is a pastiche on sitcoms of the era, and this is not that. No, it's definitely putting it on its ear. Um, what if these were actual cavemen yes, with yeah. a, you know, flying actual dinosaurs? The, the animals don't really talk and make no. jokes. They're 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 beasts of burden, right? You don't and, and you predators don't you don't pour type. garbage down the pelican's yeah. mouth and it go. You're not oh, using yeah. a living. You're not using a dimetrodon to try and mow the lawn. There or a mammoth to take a shower. Yeah, and <laughs> it's very weird. I enjoyed it because it's so bizarre, it's and they are so doing different. those things, but there's like no joke behind them exactly, and that's what kind of kind the of fir- the first issue deals with. Uh, Cro-Magnon, you know, Neanderthals treated as almost slaves by by uh, Mr. Quarry or whatever, or whatever the, the uh, Mr. Slate. Mr. Slate, oh. who is like a like a, a cartoon villain, like a evil. cartoon douche. Yes. Like he's like in the old cartoon, he's like a tiny bald man. Yeah, and in this, he's like a buff, like he's, like he's hip definitely billionaire. The, yeah. He's the or he's billion the, clam, the, should the, I say? The, the ideological evil of the the one percent sort right. of thing he's the personification of the one percent and yeah, not just he's, he's a, everything that bernie sanders has been yelling about for the last year and he's not just like a frustrating it. boss no it's he's like not a good person at flintstone all. come to my jacuzzi <laughs> tell I, those stupid retarded crow magnet men to, to work do harder what they do and, and the, it, the fred fought in a war right killing neanderthal whatever this like, war this, he said ptsd it's so weird. It's so weird. But I fe- fascinating. I, I feel like I'm missing a joke. I don't think. I think that's the point. Is there's no joke. There's no joke. It's like just... between the four, I, I didn't get a chance to read Wacky Racelands. That would be interesting too. Because that... Wacky Races is is like classic Mad Max, but yeah. with the and Wacky Races. Like the Wacky Racerland is an easy to me is an easy one to translate because if you take out the humor, it's still got a, a very concrete story of right. it's a race it's a i mean race. the, the drama is inherent in in the contest that they're in i feel like future we should quest go back to really the south well. park wacky races yeah. where it's like wacky races is back <laughs> and wacky races was just real with the <laughs> and i feel like i feel like like yeah i get the mad max thing and the scooby-doo has got the zombies but i feel like mad max Scooby-Doo's were too, i mean the, the whole point of all this was to take these things quote-unquote seriously, seriously. Um, Future Quest contains a lot of fun. It to me, it's Future got... Quest is the seriousness that I think Johnny Quest could have. Yeah, but it's still got the the, the camp to it, and the sense of nostalgia is done so well yes. that you buy all of it. 
Right. You know, it's like it's almost like they took the Venture Brothers, where it's kind of making fun of that Johnny idea, Quest. but they dropped it half. And so it's between the original Johnny Quest, which tried to take itself so seriously, the Venture Brothers, which is the satire on it, comedy. and then somewhere in the middle is, hey, let's do this whole thing and right, put Future it together. Quest and it's serious. Um, the but Scooby-Doo yeah, Apocalypse, I think people just, because it was the most popular of those four, the one that everyone recognized. Right. Um, which well, is, I'm sure everyone recognized Flintstones, too. Which is like a zombie apocalypse. The, yeah, and it's, it's, it's definitely... And the Flintstones. And the, the Flintstones. Flintstones. It's like, just real. It's one of those things, I read it, I can't wait for number two. I really want to know where they go with this. It's it weird. It's bizarre, though. It's definitely something that is... It, it's it's either genius on a level we don't understand, or it's just so screwed up and you can't understand right. why it's so screwed up. And it's one of those but things too. Was... Like I go like I feel like I feel like it needs the puns of the Flintstones. But that's the point. And though. it doesn't. It's ha- yes, so not exactly. The it's not the Flintstones, but it's for, like a very serious world. When they redid, they made the the motion picture for uh, Land of the Lost. Sid and Marty Croft's right. Land of the Lost. And I remember when it came out, I'm a big Land of Lost fan, because as a kid, you couldn't get dinosaurs on almost anything. You had uh, Brendan Fraser? Was he No, it was... Um, oh, Will Ferrell. Was. Yeah, it was Will Ferrell. Brand- Brendan Fraser did the uh, did the Journey to the Center of the Earth that came out at the same time. That's right, yes. So, my friends and I were talking about it, I said, Land of the Lost is, is very easy to make into a serious type of movie. Sure. You know, if you did a hard PG-13, even R-rated film, you've got great dinosaurs. And everything. It's, it's a time strain of film. I was like, that would have been so cool. And they kind of did that in the 90s and that's, show. Yeah, the 90s show was like that. Was even, even the original serious. show, was, although it was campy to a certain degree, it, it took it, itself it took seriously. Itself, yeah. Where the Will Ferrell one is a Will Ferrell movie. It's a straightforward it's a, comedy. It's a comedy. So I look at something like that, and I'm like, you can take these type of properties and apply that sort of... Yeah, you know, they, they tried to do it with... Um, uh, Racer X, Speed Racer. Speed Racer, yeah. Although Which is one I of those movies say, that is just like people either really love it or really hate it. I'm I'm one of the people who I love classic Speed Racer and I love Japanese animation. I love Japanese storytelling and I felt like if you were ever going to do a real Speed Racer, there is no way to do it but the way the Wachowskis did it. Any other way would just come across as joyless, like yeah. Fast and the Furious. And if you did that, there, there would be no point to have just done Speed Racer. Yeah. So that's just me, though. I, I it is a movie you love or hate, and I understand people's complaints. But it's one of those movies that like is a is a visual it's... treat, unlike anything you've ever yeah. seen, with the most amazing A list cast. Oh yeah, with with like John Goodwin, uh, John Goodman, and Susan Sarandon, <laughs> <laughs> and the guy from the guy from Lost. Matthew Fox is in it too. And even the actor, oh my gosh, his name escapes me. He was in Into the Wild, which is amazing. Oh who yeah, who plays Speed? Oh my goodness, now you're killing me. Now we gotta, now we gotta find his name. Emil Hirsch. Ah, Emil Hirsch. Emil Hirsch. Okay. Emil Hirsch. He was Thank God for the internet. Yeah, he. Uh, I can't imagine anyone else as Speed Racer. So anymore? No. No, I just, he was really good. I mean, that is the also, monkey in it. Yes, Chim Chim is in there, and his uh, younger brother <laughs> Spritel. I forgot. Love you. <laughs> and. Uh, Christina Ricci is is Trixie. That's right. Christina Ricci's in that in that movie as Trixie. Oh so again, my goodness I just, gracious! Just like an all star cast of people in this movie that you know that only you know you either loved it or hated. So we're 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 moving off track though. No, not us. We never we never move off track. Yes. Yeah, so tangents. Tangents? Question mark. Um. Yes. So Titans. 
good. Titans uh, really really fun. Yeah, I, I fun, had a lot of fun. Yeah, a lot of humor into that book, which is Titans which is really and good. and Red Hood and the Outlaw is definitely my my top two this week. Uh, very yeah. very enjoyable books. Oh, that should have been the question. I could have asked that at the DC Rebirth Secrets. When are you bringing Tangent Comics back? When are you bringing Tangent back? Where they're all women. Uh, Marvel's already done that. Never mind. Um, (laughs) So, yeah. uh, And Hal Jordan would be, be, I think, my pick. Hal Jordan, beautiful book. Solid solid storytelling. I wasn't expecting. This definitely made me wish the Rebirth number one was this issue. Yeah, I I thought this fit a lot better. Uh, especially when you get to the ending, I thought it was something that could lead into the number one. Yes. If you're doing, you're treating rebirth as like a zero, um, and if the rebirth wasn't going to, they should have used this as a rebirth to try and establish all the different Green Lantern books that they're doing. Right. Um, but the, instead, they gave both Green Lantern books, Green Lanterns, which is the Earth group, and Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps their own rebirth specials if they maybe would have put those together in fact i almost feel like kind of reversed like i feel like this was this should have been the rebirth one shot yeah. and then the issue number one we got should have been the issue number one for the series yeah uh, that, that's just me though yeah because uh, i feel like that would have been the here's where we are now and then we backtrack yeah. to how hal got there otherwise solid books all around yeah yeah another another good week uh so that's gonna wrap it up for this week um of course you can contact us you can leave us a comment we're on itunes we're on stitcher we're on soundcloud bumblebee soundcloud uh myspace too many services 4chan pokemon go listen to us as you as you go catch your pikachus um and check out our our mother podcast i guess uh the nerdables podcast and if you're in the valley, either uh, Sherman Oaks or Northridge, you can stop by uh, Earth 2 in one of its two locations. All of the Rebirth books that we've been talking about are here. They are all in stock. They're all ready for you to come get your wonderful, grubby little hands on and go home and enjoy them. Uh, next week, we have more Rebirth. Uh, I haven't had a chance to see what's coming out next week. I think the Suicide Squad Rebirth special comes out next week because there's a movie or something. Some kind of some, some kind of, some kind of motion film. picture, a talkie from what I understand uh, until next week for my partner Sebastian this is Chris saying we will talk to you later ah!